Hear that nice music? That's because this episode is the first in a series of mini-tutorials or knowledge episodes, not really sure what we're going to call them yet, where we're going to turn the show over to guest creatives and collaborators in our industry who are going to share some of their helpful methods, uh, tips, and insights with us here. Today, we're getting a quick and very relevant tutorial from director Justin Rossbacher on some extremely practical tips for remote editing. Now, to get the most out of this episode, I think what you'll want to do is give it another listen when sitting down at your computer and allow Justin's smooth, comforting voice to talk you through this process, uh, open up the programs, and uh, test the setup for yourself. Justin is a wonderful person. He's one of the most empathetic and reasonable people I've ever met, and it makes him a real pleasure to work with. He loves emotional narratives, and he seeks to uh, capture and create wonder with his stories, and you can really see how uh, all that he is translates to uh, his work on screen, and I hope you enjoy. Today I'm going to talk about a remote editing process, primarily with how we work with clients, but it also applies to how we work internally. I want to talk first about our editing process overall, because the principles are very important to understanding before we go into something that's much more technical, such as remote editing. More important than the technical aspect of editing is the creative process behind editing, which we've developed in order to make the very best in product possible for our clients and for our own projects. We base our editing process on our beliefs of how creativity works. A lot of people think that creativity is something that you garner up from inside. That you had nothing and then you made something. That it is true creation. But we don't believe that. We see creativity as a form of discovery. This idea comes from both our research and also from our own experiences. If you see that the answer is something that's just going to be created from within rather than something that's discovered, that sometimes it's harder to work alongside others, that it's easy to become a me versus them or a you versus them situation. But if you have two people or a group of people that are seeking to discover something that's outside of themselves, then it's easier to collaborate as you move forward. I give this as a backdrop because it's important. How you look at creativity, how you look at finding solutions, how you look at getting to an end goal that you're going after is affected by this belief whether it's something that just comes from within or something that you're discovering for yourself or by discovering with others. Since we see creativity as discovery, it's vital to have unhindered collaboration. So in our editing process, we see collaboration as vital as we're working with our clients and also as we're working in-house. We have a system that we've developed over the years working on a variety of projects called dynamic editing. We found it works really well in order to get the best use out of all the different minds that are involved. My co-founder Juan Avalos is our head of post-production. He oversees everything that's going on. And ultimately all the other editors that we have come under his supervision. But he doesn't always work on each project. We choose the editor based upon the needs of the project. Often we'll actually choose a cocktail of editors to work on a particular project. Sometimes we know going in who will be a good fit for a project, and sometimes we adjust as the project proceeds. 
And so that leads us to the main subject, remote editing. While we believe that in-person editing is the best, during a time like this, we've had to adjust to find new solutions. During this time period that we all live in right now with COVID, humans have adapted to video chat meetings. There's a lot of different services and formats and they each allow for a facsimile of meeting in person, but it's still not quite the same. Something about being in person together to be able to focus on something together can work really, really well. Our company likes to travel a lot and we also work in many different places. So we developed a system of remote editing long before COVID so that our in-house directors can work with our editors despite where they are. There are multiple remote editing options out there, including some great high-end options like Evercast. Their main product starts around $1,000 per month, but they are soon to release a less expensive option running about $200 a month. Evercast is an amazing service, and if you're doing remote editing a lot or if security is a high priority for your client or your project, then Evercast can be a great option as they have heavy certified encryption. For today, I'm going to go over a very low cost option, almost free really. We use two basic programs or services, if you will, that are pretty simple and straightforward. The first is StreamYard. StreamYard isn't actually a video conferencing service, but we have successfully used it for remote editing sessions with significantly better results than any of the traditional video conferencing services out there. It's very simple as it's completely browser-based, so it needs no desktop apps to be installed. This allows for super simple integration for other people. They just simply go to the link. Now I know everyone has Zoom, but in addition to StreamYard's browser simplicity, there's another even more important reason that we use StreamYard over services like Zoom. StreamYard has amazing frames per second while screen sharing. We've tested Zoom and we've tested many others and they all throttle the screen sharing down to around five frames a second. This is unworkable for remote editing. Now, StreamYard's not perfect, but if you have good internet connections when you screen share, it is really as if they're in the same room editing with you. They're just invisible. We didn't necessarily think it would work, but it really does work. In order to facilitate remote edit sessions well, you could just use this one service. The main issue that you have remaining is audio quality. StreamYard uses audio coming through the speakers back into the microphone that you're using, so it's a bit distant and the quality is just not that good. So that brings us to the second program. We use a program called Loopback. It's not a free program, but it's a one-time cost and it's pretty minimal. And what it allows you to do is set up virtual microphones. Let's say you're using Adobe Premiere as your main editor. Though you can use it with Final Cut Pro and Avid or DaVinci Resolve just fine. Within the loopback program, you can set up the virtual microphone that combines your microphone that you're using for video chats along with Premiere's audio into one source. So now when you go to StreamYard, you just decide, hey, which mic do you want to use? And then all you do is click on the settings, change the mic to loopback. So once you choose that, StreamYard is now just going to think that the audio is coming from the program itself and also your microphone. So they get a nice audio quality going right through. Now you have to tweak with the settings a little bit. Oftentimes you'll need to use headphones so that it doesn't pick up Premiere's audios twice, but ultimately it works. So. 
With just these two programs, you can move forward with remote editing sessions. And if you had the same luck we did, it's as if you're editing in the same room. We've done this multiple times with clients, particularly when we have long form projects and our director and editors or external directors working with our editors on site need to do long sessions to really work some things out. They can do it remotely, again, as if in the same room. We've also worked with our agency clients where the agency producer and or creative directors need to do some last tweaks, or maybe the client's asking for a different take in a different scenario. They can evaluate along with you, see if this works and doesn't work, and they can speak with confidence knowing that they were able to look through the footage with you and they can report back to the client as if they were in the edit room with you. Because in essence, they were. When you're able to have live edit sessions through virtual means like this, it also cuts down on the exporting, giving feedback, working on something else, exporting, giving feedback. You can just decide right then and there and be able to show it together and see if it works. See, what does it look like when you do this? And then you try it and you can immediately decide together if you like it. So some additional tips just to make sure it runs smoothly. This is a good habit to get into anyway, but restart your computer. Don't get started on a new video chat session, trying to do remote editing without first having a fresh restart. Second is when you're using the system, only have the programs open that you need at that time. Third, when you choose your audio source in StreamYard, be sure to disable audio processing. It's one little checkbox. This is super important. Otherwise, any music you stream will be messed up. Trust me. Lastly, test it, test it, test it. Don't. Don't dare just use this one podcast and then just decide to use it for the first time with the client. No, test it at home. See if it works for you. It's important to have good internet speeds, but overall it works really well for us. So again, a recap. Everything in our editing and creative process is based on seeing that creativity is a form of discovery. And that's why we appreciate collaboration so much. Remote editing is another way to continue on making it easy to do so. It's particularly nice during a time like this when people are trying to stay home and stay separated from new groups of people during this COVID situation. It's also just extremely beneficial and helpful outside of that. And we've used it successfully over and over again. Whether it's because a certain team members are at a distance from each other or simply out of just convenience and efficiency, we can get into an edit session really quickly. As long as the two people have internet and an okay computer, you can make this work. So I hope you found this beneficial. Look forward to seeing whatever cast comes out with next and whether that is a good option for us and we may be upgrading or you may want to as well. But for now, StreamYard and Loopback are a nice, almost free solution for your remote editing needs. There are more details in the show notes. If you try it out, let us know how it works. All right, this is Justin Rossbacher from Cry, a production company in New York City. Hope you have a great day. Can, can we play the nice music on the way out? Is anyone... We don't really have that many subscribers yet. We can play the nice music, right? No one's going to care. I hope you enjoyed our fourth episode of Filmmakers and Advertising and our first in the series from fellow creatives, uh, the series that we haven't named yet. Uh, relevant links from today's episode can be found in the show notes. If there are any other questions you'd like to hear our guests answer, uh, topics you'd like to hear them discuss, or guest suggestions, just reach out to us on our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know. 
Uh, also, if you'd be so kind, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. From Cry, a production house in New York City, I'm Cody, and this is Filmmakers and Advertising. <laughs>